given all the challenges you have to run a class, a group class for a diverse set of fitness abilities that come into your gym, what are all the tools you need? Um, we're going to try and give those to you. And that could be a daily video brief, and that could be a class plan, or that could be a pre-scaled option of a workout. We just want to make sure we leave no stone unturned when it comes to programming, implementing programming, and developing your coaches. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. Now, in this episode, I got to catch up with two of my favorite all-time CrossFit athletes, trainers, and affiliate owners, Austin Maliolo and James Hobart. I'd interviewed each of them individually on the podcast in the past, but this conversation centered around the launch of CrossFit affiliate programming. Austin and James have been leaders in the CrossFit community for over a decade. Austin is a seven-time CrossFit Games competitor, including two individual finishes inside the top 10. And James is an eight-time Games veteran, including two first-place finishes as part of Team CrossFit Mayhem Freedom. And he's also attending this year's CrossFit Games in the Masters category. They're also two of the most prolific CrossFit seminar staff flow masters, having taught hundreds of level one and level two seminars, in addition to being experienced affiliate owners. Now, Austin and James have combined all of this expertise together with fellow seminar staff member Spencer Hendel to develop the HAM plan, which was recently acquired by CrossFit to become CrossFit Affiliate Programming, which is a new resource that CrossFit Home Office is making available to affiliates. CrossFit Affiliate Programming provides programming, class planning, and coach development tools to affiliates with the goal of strengthening coaches' skills and giving CrossFit Affiliate members the best possible experience. So in this conversation, we talk about how James and Austin became so involved in CrossFit, why they love it so much, the challenges and the lessons they've learned from running affiliates, and why they're so passionate about creating resources to support trainers above all things. Now, before we dive into the episode, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. I recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. So with that, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I am very excited to be here with two guests who are repeat guests on the podcast, Austin Maliolo and James Hobart. Welcome. Thanks awesome. for joining Thank me. You. Thank you. Uh, and we have had individual interviews in the past, and I would encourage people listening to go back and check each of those out because you each have very interesting backgrounds um, in CrossFit, and we'll spend a little time talking about that today. But I also want to talk about um, what you both have been working on more recently and how that's come together in CrossFit affiliate programming. But let's first start off with how the two of you met because you both have worked together and been very good friends and done a lot of things together in and outside the CrossFit world for many years. But how did you, I don't know if I even know this story. How did the two of you meet? Austin, that sounds like a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we, you know, I first met James, not in person, but when I opened up the, um, the, 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 like the manual for like the 2009 uh, CrossFit games, and I, uh -huh. you know, as, as I was training for the 2010 CrossFit games, I was like, well, who's the person I have to beat to make it to the games in 2010. And there was old James Hobart. 
you know, in a picture, he was like running, like, you know, very, you know, very sort of mystical looking and, um, <laughs> right. Just sweat and, listening off. His face. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Oh, you know, so, so at first he was sort of like this, this, the enemy, right. Like I had to beat him. Um, and I just, and I, I looked at all of his stats and I was like, those are what I had to beat. And then, you know, met him at in person at regionals, uh, what was called regionals at the time, um, in, in the parking lot at Albany at Albany CrossFit. And we were competing against each other. And I believe as the story goes, James has always been like the most friendly, nice person in the world. So <laughs> he came up to me after the comp where um, I finished, you know, Rob, Rob Orlando finished first, James, you finished second, I got third. And there's there's an app called Bump. And that's mm-hmm. how you could like, you know, share contacts. And he's like, hey, you know, do you have Bump? And of course I did, <laughs> um, which was like, you know, strange because I don't think it was like a I cool app. I remember was, that, yeah. Yeah, it was like well. a nerd app. Um, and then, yeah, so- <laughs> So he, you know, he, he had the olive branch. I reciprocated and, uh, and, and I believe the rest was history. But the most, the most important part of that story is that you didn't beat me there. Very important. Yeah. Very yeah, important. One of, Highlight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think one of, one of the last times that you did beat me in head to head competition. I think I've always beat you at regionals though. Anytime we've competed at regionals. That's, that's probably fair. Yes. But you've had a much better individual games career. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never, I've, I, I was never able to stand on the podium as a champion um, in any capacity like you. So I just wanted to make sure everyone, you know, get my humility out now. Yes. Both of you. Get your humility out. That's great. That's great. That's a cool story too, because I think it was the same year, 2010 was my first year competing. And I did the same thing. I printed out the stats from all the women who competed the year before and was like, okay, what kind of numbers do I have to get? And then showed up at the games and was like, oh my gosh, these are all those women who I've been watching and trying to be their numbers. Um, So very cool. Very cool. And I think what's really interesting about the two of you, you obviously have both been extremely invested in CrossFit from a lot of different perspectives over the last 10 plus years um, and all at a very high level. So, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe are very great athletes and have competed at the games or people who are really excellent affiliate owners or really excellent trainers, but you both have really demonstrated excellence in all three of those as, you know, trainers, flow master is that sort of the highest honor you can have as a trainer, um, running very high quality affiliates and then competing at the games multiple times in multiple different categories, individual team. And now James going master is now that he's 35. (laughs) Um, and so I think it just gives you a very unique perspective of CrossFit as a whole and a community and how these different, um, these different experiences integrate with each other. Um, so I'd love to just hear a little bit of your experience and perspective from each one of those three before we dive into the affiliate programming, but maybe we can start with seminar staff. So I know you both started working on seminar staff quite a while ago. And I remember even, you know, when I was interning, you both were already flow masters, I believe, and just how, you know, eager you were to work every single weekend and learn soak up absolutely everything you could about training and about coaching and teaching. And, um, so how did you both find yourself in that role? And then what is it that you love the most about teaching as a flow master? I think, I think that was like a really nice way, Austin, of Julie telling us that we're old and we've just been around a long time. Um, I mean, I just wanted to throw the word master in there at least once. Um, no, I appreciate it. No, I think we both suffered, you know, like you too. I think we suffered from early adopter syndrome and, um, you know, not a bad thing. no, not at all. And I, I think a lot of people who were involved in CrossFit in, you know, before 2010, 
you know, you really got to see up close and personal all the best parts about the community. Um, not a lot of people, not as many people knew about it yet. I started in 2007. And I think at that time, there were still less than 500 affiliates um, worldwide. And, you know, we, drew, we actually drove out to Ann Arbor, Michigan for my level mm-hmm. one when I went out there at HyperFit. And um, that was a total trip. But what was really cool about it at that time is I had learned about CrossFit on the internet. And I saw these people that, you know, taught me something I really cared about. And I had this new community I was attached to. And then you met all these people in person because the community was really small. So you met a lot of the people who were kind of at the tip of the spear pushing CrossFit Mm -hmm. forward, whether it was current, you know, at that time, seminar staff leaders or people like Dave Castro or Nicole Carroll and, um, or games athletes at that time, you know, you were able to touch base with a lot of these people. And I think that just allowed us to build the momentum of it. But for me, what was so cool about it? And I, you know, it's important for me, I think me to say is I never liked working out. I did not <laughs> like being in a gym. Um, I played sports my entire life. I was really active. I just couldn't stand being inside. I thought exercising was really silly. Like why not go outside and do something? Mm-hmm. And for some odd reason, CrossFit was the first exercise program that I found that one made a lot of sense to me just mm-hmm. from a logical standpoint. And two, because of the community aspect of it, it was something I really latched onto. I've played team sports my whole life and I love team sports and team events and getting to know people and all of the stuff that comes with that. And I really, really appreciated the, t- the camaraderie aspect of it. And then also the fact that you could still kind of test yourself in a measurable way in CrossFit. And when I went to my level one and anyone who's been to the level one, I just felt that tenfold. And when I was at my level one, I think like a lot of people have had this um, experience. I was like, I want to do that. I want to be the level one instructor someday because it is a really amazing weekend. Not only do you learn really simple ways to help fitness change your life for a long period of time, if not your entire mm-hmm. lifetime, but you, you do it with people who really seem interested in your well-being. And I want, it's, it's hard not to, I think, unless you don't have a heart to not want to share that with other people. And um, I was fortunate enough at the time to be able to kind of like knock on the right doors because you could identify and you, you know, you had touch base and exchanged emails with people who were really closely involved with CrossFit, um, the company. So it was easy to reach out and get involved. And I was very fortunate for that. And that's really, you know, how I got started with seminar staff. You know, I don't want to say it was all right place, right time. I think I did some things that were, you know, based on my own effort, but, um, it was just nice being involved early because you were able to get more involved if you wanted to and more involved quickly. Mm-hmm. How about you, Austin? Yeah, I mean, I you know, pretty much echo all the sentiments to James um, with the exception that I really liked working out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, and and for me, so when I found CrossFit, it, it was, and I, you know, I think this was a, is a rel- relatively traditional path for a lot of, you know, I, I played sports. I really liked working out, but I was loo- I didn't really have purpose or direction to why I was training or working out. Right? I don't. I don't even think I used the word training back then, which mm-hmm. I think in and of itself is, you know, the answer to that void that I was having. Was like, why am I doing this? I remember going to the gym and like, you know, you know, end of college. Like, what's the purpose? And the fact that it was performance driven and and it was based in like, oh, I I, I have I can achieve something. And there was a lot, you know, like when you live in your small echo chamber of, you know, whatever it is in fitness, you get really good at it, whatever it might be, because it's not too much. And it does come somewhat mundane. And, you know, the, I just remember like having to figure out 
what a muscle up was and like what a sumo deadlift type was these things I'd never even heard of, let alone know how to do, let alone, you know, get relatively proficient at. Um, and that, that gave me something to do. And then of course, when I found out you could compete for me, it was, it was just like, again, like James said, right place, right time. It was perfect to give me something to do. And it was a lot different than where, you know, you, you know, I trained for a year and I had the opportunity to go to the games. Right. And yeah, I like did some stuff. I was, you know, I could, but I, you know, I, I remember double unders in the, in the workout at sectionals. And I don't think I did any set you know, unbroken. And I, the biggest set was like, you know, 30 reps, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, and, and that was sort of the proficiency then, but, um, and then just be, because of that, and then going to the games, it met a lot of people. And since the, the world was small, we're able to meet people. And then, you know, I would say that, and, and the, the, the piece of advice I give anyone that asks this question now is just, just make, you know, ask questions and put yourself out there and, and make sure that if you want something, ask, be respectful. And I remember, you know, emailing uh, Dave and I was like, you know, Hey, I'd love the opportunity to intern on seminar staff. And, you know, and he responded, you know, like I expected never to get a response. Um, just cause I was like, ah, you know, he doesn't you know, know me, you know, it's a shot in the dark and, you know, and, and, and then from there, and you kind of, you know, kind of look back, that was a really pivotal, you know, stressful three line email that I probably waited on, on my computer for like, you know, a week, if I, you know, you know, it was just sweating, <laughs> should I press send or not? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and, and then from there, the, the opportunity to the seminar staff really changed me because it, I realized I knew how much it affected my life and I, and I, and it consumed me. Um, and then when I started doing seminars, it, the excitement every weekend of seeing people making that life change. And like it, it reinvigorated me literally every time I just, I just remember like walking into a gym at, you know, like seven 45 ish before the eight o'clock meeting. And like, no matter what was happening in my life, I would forget it. And I would just be in the moment. And by the time registration was over, it just, it was just, I was in that world. It was so exciting. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's something that, it's almost hard to put into words that like, no matter how stressful it is, how awful your travel was to get wherever it was, how delayed it, whatever it might be, you forget mm-hmm. all of that when you're in the moment. And, and I, and that, and that is something that's what, Oh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure James, we got a little, like, we got addicted to that. We're like, Hey, I wouldn't, I never want to you know, stop doing that. And, and, and that was super fun. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say addicted and, you know, and Julie, you're like a, you're, you're a perfect uh, ex- exemplar of this, I think too, is like, what always blew me away about CrossFit and still does today is that CrossFit works. You know, like, and I laugh when I say that, cause it's like, there's so many things, you know, like programs and products and things you run into in this world where like, you have to do all this other stuff to get them to work and integrate in your life and work well. And, and when I started doing CrossFit, like I said, I was not like, I really didn't care about exercise. But there was just something about CrossFit that was contagious to the extent that like, and, and even when applied poorly, and I've said this before, and I'm not saying you should go out and apply CrossFit poorly, but even when you apply the principles poorly, it still works. It works well. It's a safe program. And the coolest thing about it, whether it was me when I started doing it at 20 or my mom started doing it at 54, it, it can, if they want it to work for anybody. And that was something that's like still to this day, like always just kind of blown me away and like Austin said, addicted to, it's like time and time again, I'm like, wow, I don't want to stop doing this. This just works. And it's fun to see something improve people's lives. Um, so 
efficaciously, I think is, is, is what got me so hooked on it. And, um, you know, I think that's probably a reason why all of us are here doing what we do, but it does, it just, it just works. And that was a really cool thing to realize. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can definitely relate on that experience of being in a seminar and just true, no matter what you have going on in life or how tired you are or whatever else, it's, it's just contagious. And you walk out of that weekend being reinvigorated and just so excited to see other people get that look in their eyes when they like get it. And they're so excited about CrossFit and see how efficacious it is. And I still always like without fail at the end of every day, one workout, when people are cheering each other on, they've only known each other for a couple hours. And they're like, literally on the ground, like cheering each other on yelling at each other to finish the workout. I always get choked up because it's so powerful. And just seeing that time after time again, and, um, strangers coming together and, and having that experience is so incredible. So I can, I can see why you both have dedicated almost all of your weekends over the last 10 years to doing it. Um, a couple of them, a few, a few. Yeah. yeah. How many, do you know how many seminars each of you are at now? I know there's usually a, a somewhat of a count. I stopped counting when I found out Austin passed me because I was really <laughs> mad that he did. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I know, I, I remember when I, you know, just over 400 for me. Um, so I just, I remember the, the last summit we had, I was like 11 away. Um, and then, so once I passed that, I was like, okay, that's a cool milestone. Um, but yeah, so round four. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, what I think is also amazing though, is that that in and of itself is a lot of time and energy, you know, doing seminars every weekend coaching at a gym or, you know, doing something during the week also is a lot of time and energy, but you also both have continued to train as athletes and compete in the games and own and run affiliates. So, and I think you were doing the seminar staff and the game stuff first. So what was it that made you say, Hey, you know, I don't have enough going on. I think I'm also going to open an affiliate. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, st I'll start with that one. Um, you know, I, I was funny because for about three, four years, I was like, I had no intention of opening up an affiliate. Um, if not a little longer, I, I was, I was running Reebok CrossFit one. So a unique affiliate where I was managing the affiliate. I wasn't, you know, the business owner and, um, but learning a lot of skills. And then it, there, there's just a moment where I thought I was like, you know, it, in order for me to grow as a coach and as, you know, on seminars within the community, there was a part of me that wanted to open up an affiliate to make sure I could be challenged and to learn what it's like to start a gym and all of the things that go along with that, where, you know, running Reebok Cross one had a lot of unique aspects that a lot of gyms don't. But the one thing that, you know, I, when I was talking to other affiliate owners, you know, there's just a lot of little things that I didn't have to worry or think about. And, and beyond that, I, I really wanted to, have the opportunity to, to support coaches. And that was something that was, that was the main reason for have a gym. It was, it was not for me to, to really run. And, and it was to have other individuals run and give other coaches the opportunity to coach. And that's something I saw early on, certainly at Reebok CrossFit one, where a lot of coaches wanted to come and coach. They were looking for, you know, you know, a place to grow and develop. And it's like, well, if we can have another gym in the area, that's another place for, for coaches to have an opportunity um, and that was the, and that was the main reason behind that. And of course, you know, and like you said, it was, 
I don't care who you are. When you, when you, right before you open up a business, you never are like, wow, this is going to be the hardest, most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Maybe I shouldn't do it. You're like, no, this is going to be great. I know how to do this, all this other stuff. And then you, you know, then you have to like, you know, trench a 40 foot, you know, hole through the building so you can have a, you know, another bathroom because the code <laughs> says you have to. And you're like, well, didn't see that coming, but, um, <laughs> You know, but, and so that was, that was a big thing for me. And quite frankly, you know, and subsequently having a, a few other gyms, it was always driven for, you know, in the route of opportunity for coaches. Um, Cause I knew for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a goal for me to spend every minute there. Um, so it was, a, it was a little bit of a unique perspective. And then James mm-hmm. came in a little later and, you know, which was a cool opportunity to, you know, have a business with them. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I, have you ever seen that meme where it's like owning a small business is sort of like a bunch of people seeing you ride a lion and they're like, look, that's so cool. That guy's riding a lion. And then you're sitting on top of the line asking like, why the hell am I on top of this line? Like that's the analogy <laughs> for what it's like owning a small business. Um, but uh, no, it is, it is like Austin said, there's always surprises and it's a wonderful thing. And mine was a full circle thing for me. I first started doing the first affiliate I did cross it at, um, was Cross It Boston. And this was back in 2008. And that time it was owned by Neil Thompson. I've told this story a million times. And a lot of people have passed through the walls of, of various locations of Cross It Boston. And Neil had moved his gym uh, to Brighton. And this was in 2017. And he was looking to just get out of the gym ownership. And I believe Cross It Boston and Austin, you're probably the, you know this, right? Cross It Boston, I think, was one of the first 10 or 20 affiliates. I believe it was the 23rd or the 27th. Yeah. One of the two. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, really, really early affiliate, which was cool. And Neil wanted to get out and I didn't want to see cross at Boston go away. Cause also you can't get city names anymore for affiliates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was a really cool thing. It had meant a lot to me. And so that's when, um, Austin and myself and, and a third partner, we had looked into purchasing cross at Boston and that's really when I got involved with it. And honestly, it was, uh, it was an absolutely wonderful experience. And, um, you know, and again, I think having the experience I had of all the different areas of CrossFit, that was the one area I had. And I always felt like there was something I couldn't give back to the community or train new trainers with, or coaches coming to level ones and level twos. There was always a piece of information I was unable to give them because I had not had that owning the affiliate in the trenches. I had coached lots of great affiliates. But it was once I did that, I feel like it, um, it opened up a whole new world of opportunity and understanding for me in terms of what goes on inside our fitness community. So mm-hmm. it was really fun. Still is. That's amazing. And it's cool to hear that for both of you, it seems like your heart has really always been in training trainers. And in, even, even in the affiliate experiences you've had, it's been, that's been a big focus. Um, what have been, so as you went on to, to run affiliates, what have been some of the things that surprised you most or the challenges that face affiliate owners that maybe you didn't understand before you were actually doing it yourself? Oh, it's a great question. Um, <laughs> we, without going into like, you know, I feel like, you know, we could write a, a manual on this. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, I, I think the, I think the biggest thing is the, Expectation management is one of the most important things that, I, and I think by design and the way life works, you, you, you can't know beforehand and what you expect of yourself, of your business partners, of your coaching staff, 
and of the business itself and and the members. I think that it has always been a challenge because when my look at my life now and to when I started, you know, when we opened up um, CrossFit One Nation in Needham, my life is very different. You know, I have a, a three-year-old daughter now, you know, mm-hmm. she didn't exist, you know, when we opened, like, mm-hmm. like that's just a simple example of like, my life is different. And, and that then affects other pieces and, and that can trickle down to all other types of, of avenues of the business. And, and I think that the, and that shaping what you expect and therefore what you want to get out and return and what you want to put into a business and the people that you work with and that, and that work for you is, um, is probably the, the biggest challenge. And, but if you were asking me, how, how would I could have better prepared for that? I don't know. Like, you know, it's sort of like, the way that life pulls you on is that you, you need to go through those experiences yourself. But I do think that understanding that nothing is ever going to stay the same, right? The only constant is change. And your gym is a reflection of that. I mean, the last year in the, in, in the world and the fitness world is, is a beautiful expression of that, that it was, you know, we had to change just to survive. Um, but that, and that's a highlighted accelerated version of really what a life cycle of running a gym looks like. Yes. Many challenges yeah. <laughs> facing affiliate owners. I know. Um, anything to add there, James? No, as I say, mine isn't as warm and fuzzy and it's, it's probably a little bit more <laughs> down in the details than Austin's. I think probably one of the biggest things I've learned both as like, I don't know this, and this would be CrossFit athlete, um, CrossFit coach, affiliate owner, and then just stepping out further, small business owner. I think when you can identify what are the most important metrics to you or your business or your fitness or your career or your life that you can actually measure, you know, find ways to measure those and be willing to make changes to be your, your behavior based on those. I think, um, you know, there's so much that's awesome about an affiliate and there's so much that just feels good and, and doesn't see, and it isn't quantifiable. It's just easy to get lost in that. And even, even training, like you just show up every day in CrossFit and you get fitter. Like it just works. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that can be a dangerous thing because over the long term, it kind of becomes this, um, what do they call that? Unconscious competence, which in some cases can be a good state of a skill learning. But ultimately, I just feel like the longer I've owned a business um, and been an affiliate, I always think about now, like, oh, I had wish I had spent more time measuring X, Y, and Z things that were going on in my gym. So you could see what happens and how you make changes and what is important to you to make changes. And when do you want to make those changes? And because like Austin said, life is, you know, the road is long. There are a lot of unexpected things that come. And I think if you have a willingness for that self-examination and you have the actual details to do so, that's a really, really, really powerful tool. Cause it is a scary thing to take something you love, whether it's your own fitness or your gym and put it under the microscope Mm-hmm. And then make changes to it and say, hey, this is great, but this is not great. Um, that's really hard and scary for people to do. You know, it's easy mm-hmm. for us just to look at what's awesome about it. And I think that's been one of the biggest learning um, points for me throughout this entire experience. You know, it's like just that got to examine your life and what's going on closer. And it's okay if it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And a, a cool example, too, of how, you know, what we do in the gym and CrossFit at its core, how that translates into every area of life. It's always about measuring, looking at our numbers, seeing where our weaknesses are, targeting those and not being afraid to, to really look at it and sort of humble yourself and say, okay, I need to work on muscle up. So I'm going to spend more time working on those instead of running every day, which I'm really good at. 
<laughs> yeah, I totally. Same thing that. goes for running a business, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's really scary, but I think it's because, you know, we have this expectation of people who do it well, they're like, oh, they never make mistakes. And it's like, everybody has made mistakes. And my, my wife always tells me, Sandra says, you know, every overnight success is 10 years in the making. So it's like the sooner you can just accept that, like messing up is part of the process. It's the learning. That's the most important. I do think that makes a lot of things easier and better. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, I want to talk now about CrossFit affiliate programming and, you know, we've just recently heard it's been announced that CrossFit has acquired Hamplan, which is your online programming platform, which you have been doing for how many years now? Uh, five years. Yep. Five years. Yep. yep. Um, and it's, to me, it sounds like a very exciting step forward for CrossFit and a very exciting opportunity, um, just for our community, our affiliate members. Um, but I'd love to hear too, you know, we've already talked about all the things you guys have been doing, but also along the way you started doing online programming. So can you share what the origin story is of the ham plan? Yeah, I love it. Um, Gosh, it, it sounds so cool when you when you use the word origin story. Um, it just it sounds like yeah, it's I don't know. It's like, like if you can live, like you're an Autobot or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like there's going to be like this really epic like buildup. But no, um, so so, uh, so honestly, um, the hand plan started with actually Spencer Hendel and myself, um, and and that's that was the origin you know original meaning of ham you know uh, Hendel and Maliolo. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, just fully, uh, fully corny and really not too much thought put into that other than there's like a, a rated R version of what ham uh, stands for, um, <laughs> you know, but which, so depending on your audience at work, but you know, we, I just remember sitting, you know, sitting down and saying, Hey, a lot of people were asking us about our programming and what we were doing and how, and how we we're doing it. Let's give some tool for them to start doing it. And, you know, even more explicitly, you know, I'm a little guy, Spencer's a big guy. So people would always come up to me and be like, Hey, you know, and they would usually say it in a way that was like, Hey, you're really little. Um, you know, and, and then you know, they, you know, what do you do? You know, and I'm like, did you just call me little, but no. Um, and then, you know, Spencer being a, a much bigger, guy, like, Hey, you know, and so we always resonate with very different ends of the spectrum from an athlete perspective. So like, Hey, you know, we train together. Let's, you know, let's share with how we do it. Cause I think a lot of people were, you know, certainly at that time looking to, you know, find the specific program, but we were always about, well, it's about, yeah, what you do, but who you do it with and how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that was always an important guiding tenant. And, and so we built that. And then it was mainly individual programming, which I think a lot of how a lot of us in the programming space started. And I, I'll never forget when a member emailed us and like, Hey, how do I follow this programming if I'm at a gym? And I had this sort of like this, this moment of this is like existential debate with myself of like, you know, we're telling people to follow this programming, but they're at gyms. We're at gyms. We don't let people do their own thing in the corner. We want, you know, we want them to take class. Let's start providing tools and resources for affiliates um, and then build the individual programs around it so they could, you know, do that extra stuff that they wanted. But the class can be the, the kernel. And that's really where the affiliate product and, and that turned into our main focus and over time. And, and, that, and then James came on board uh, a couple of years, you know, gosh, what, maybe three years ago, maybe James, right? Yeah. Yeah, Three years ago. And, and that was just a, we saw the power of combining resources um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and really provide, it was less about programming and more about education and coach development and just the difference of a product. So yes, programming is one thing, but then how do we 
combine all the stuff we're doing on the weekends, the feedback that we heard and the support that coaches and intern gyms are looking for. And then that's when Travis actually came into full, very similar time, essentially, um, and really started to, to ask ourselves a question of like, how do we deliver something that is like user friendly, the user interface, the user experience. Um, and because we started to reach out, you know, not only just giving this to an owner, but also an entire coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And something we knew from a, just from a seminar perspective and working with coaches is it doesn't matter the quality of the content if it's not easily consumable or transferable across your, your coaching staff. Um, and that's, and that, and that's really where, you know, as in the last year or so we've, we've worked on refining of the whole process from the creation of the programming to the, how it's implemented. And then just actually just communicating with our gym owners. Right. Um, and continuing on a lot of the things that we've learned working, you know, a lot of seminars and certainly like in the level two environment and coaching development program, things like that. So that's sort of the, the origin story along that. And it's, and it's always been rooted in what our affiliates have been asking for. It's like, what are they looking for? You know, they're asking for help. How do we support them? And, but also give guidance, right. Where it's, and that's, and that's always that, that, that fine line we've always played of like, you know, you, you can, you hear a lot of stuff, but then how do we, how do we listen to that, you know, consume it and then package it in a way where we still know we can support and help. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting to hear how it's evolved too, and how it started from individual programming and, and then where you are today. Can you share some of the nuts and bolts of sort of what, if an affiliate owner signs up for, or I guess before when it was called hand plan, what would they get? What would be the things that, that would help them? Um, to be able to deliver the programming in their gym. Want to take it, James? I think Austin wants me to do that one. <laughs> um, no, th- that's a good question. And you know, I, I want to add one little thing to it. I think one of the biggest things that helped us offer affiliates something better is we stopped looking at it as just programming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I, th- I think, um, and I might kick myself for saying this, like I think you could write a haphazard program and you could still get your athletes fitter for a time being. Like, I definitely think that's possible. I've done it. I mean, we all started off as new coaches. Mm-hmm. We did it for ourselves. We did it for other people. Um, but what really helped us is just starting to look at as, as, as a concierge service of what are all the tools um, an affiliate might need to run an effective class, um, increase their athlete's fitness, right? That's the core thing that has happened. Imp- you know, have, make them enjoy it, right? Have a fun hour, and improve the coaches who deliver that class. And so that's what we started looking at as in that list of things that we wanted to accomplish. What are the, the tools we'd have to offer? So it does, it starts with programming. Um, from there, it is programming plus, you know, scaled level options. From there, it's an entire class plan that's not just built to give you this minute by minute here's what you do next, here's what you do next, but it's not. It's going to give you a script of what you can do, but it also has tools in it to help develop your coaches, regardless of coaching skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent a lot of time looking at our class, but how do we provide something that's not just a list, a laundry list of things that need to happen in class, but really a roadmap. So if you're an advanced coach, you might just skim certain parts of it and then be able to add in your own experience and style and if you're a brand new coach, sure, you can read more detail of this plan and have a little bit more guidance. And so that was really the first step there was like, hey, let's make this class plan tool as effective and usable um, to all levels of coaches as possible. You know, kind of in the same way that when you write programming and you scale programming, you want to make sure that 
you can have a, a workout that is, is, is usable by anyone, regardless of their skill level who comes, comes into class. Um, so that was one of the biggest things we start out with. And one of the biggest things we continually try to improve and offer our affiliates. And it's slowly evolved from there. Um, last year was a really good example when COVID hit, you know, I, like many people, I was like, well, online programming was cool. Being involved with fitness was fun. Time to go look to do something else. (laughs) And I think a lot of people felt that way. And we sat down and we said, all right, well, we don't expect a lot of our affiliates to be open and running classes. So what can we offer them to make their job easier? And that's when we started offering an at-home option. And the at-home option grew into something I don't think any of us ever imagined. We first started just writing programming that took our affiliate program. And then there was like a dumbbell and a jump rope option. And then there was just a body weight option and a warm up and a cool down. And so we started sending that to our affiliates. And then we started providing them guidance on how do you run a Zoom class? And then we started filming demo videos talking about our at-home options. And the at-home just became its own thing. Um, and it, I think I'd like to think it really supportive of a lot of affiliates and it grew a really awesome individual community of competitors too. And then on top of that, we, you know, you receive other tracks like lifting, you can receive a competitor's track and there's also sorts of details there, but long story short, I mean, the goal has just always been, and I like Austin said this earlier this year, he said, we want to give affiliates tools, not rules. And, you know, the stance that we took at hand plan and we're taking with cap is, okay, given all the challenges you have to run a class, a group class for a diverse set of fitness abilities that come into your gym, what are all the tools you need? Um, We're going to try and give those to you. And that could be a daily video brief, and that could be a class plan, or that could be a pre-scaled option of a workout. We just want to make sure we leave no stone unturned when it comes to programming, implementing programming, and developing your coaches. And so that's really what we set out to do with hand plan, and we're going to continue to do here and um, like you said, the teaching aspect, teaching new coaches is what I'm really excited about. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think something that I, I just remember, you know, it, it, you know, just being on the road and specifically at the CrossFit level two course, uh, I, I remember, we, you know, when we would give the example class, right. And it was just, it was just a, 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 a class that we would coach. And oftentimes what would happen is we would do a debrief afterwards. And a lot of trainers would always have things to say like, man, that, you know, they'd have a lot of complimentary things to say about the class. And then they would, and then from there we would do our groups and people would talk about, man, like I have to, I, you know, I struggle with seeing and correcting. I need to get better at this, right? That level two is a really unique environment because you isolate a lot of things and you know, the, its purpose is to highlight, you know, areas of improvement and get better at it. And oftentimes the question would be, how do I do this? How do I, you know, how do I spend, how do I get better at seeing movement, correcting movement, you know, teaching it, all that stuff. And it became clear that a lot of uh, these coaches and programmers weren't setting themselves, setting themselves up for success with what they were programming. So like James said, you can, you know, you can program a lot of stuff and people will get fitter. That's, that's the beauty of how effective variance, functionality, intensity is, but there is a, a way to set up a class that sets coaches up for success to teach, see, and correct, and in turn, have this nice long progression to get our athletes better. And, and I think that's something that's always driven us from our programming perspective, that it's this low trajectory to a distant horizon called fitness, that we're not in a huge rush. Um, and what that means is it's just, we've all fallen. I mean, as athletes, we know that, you know, I think all of us probably at one point in time in our athletic career got bitten by the volume bug um, mm-hmm. and did, you know, and then 
over time realized what volume was probably appropriate for us, where if there's three of us on this call, there's three different levels of volume that's appropriate, right? And that's the nature of it. But there's this foundational piece that could probably sustain all of us, right? And, and I think that's something that is, that has really helped us guide in those, in that, in that resources. How do you teach C and correct in that class? Because that's, yeah. Cause then we, we also have to educate, inspire, entertain. Like we have to make this a, you know, the, the best hour of that person's day, which is mm-hmm. a tall order in and of itself. So these fundamental technical capabilities, you know, we need to make that as easy as possible because, being energetic, excited, fun, relaxed by keeping a timeline and a, a group organized. I mean, for many people, that's a full-time job and commitment and energy in and of itself, let alone the stance, grip, and position of you know said movement um, and how to execute that across 10 different people, 10 different abilities. So, and, and when you start to think about coaching a class in that sense, it can become very overwhelming, right? Where, wow, I got, I, I have a muscle up and I have a snatch today. I have a brand new athlete and a, t- a 10 year athlete, someone that can string all these movements together and someone that doesn't even know where to put their hands. How do I add value to all of them and keep it fun and exciting and hopefully get them better and keep them safe. And when you start phrasing cla- you know, uh, your yeah. class like that, like, wow, I need a lot of prep and resources in order to be ready for this class. And that's where, and that's, and that is our, our goal is to just give that to you where if you're going to spend 30 minutes preparing, you spend 30 minutes preparing, not an hour and a half researching, writing, and then that. You actually get to study and prep for what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I like so many things that you guys just said, but but one thing that stuck out was that you are just trying to create resources to help and support trainers. Um, and so it's not tied just to the programming, but you've been able to obviously adapt what you're doing based on what the needs of the, the trainers are. When this opportunity came along for you to become acquired by CrossFit, what was most exciting to you about that? And how would, like, how is that changing what you're able to do or how you're able to reach or work with trainers? Oh, there's a, t- I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, one of the biggest things was just the, the ability to have more resources to reach more, more trainers and provide more trainers with tools, I think was one of the most exciting things to me, you know, remote programming, digital programming, remote programming is challenging. You know, the best way would be as if, you know, I could just sit in your gym with you and we could do a class together and we could feedback on it and talk about coaching development. Um, But in lieu of that, you know, to reach more people faster, you want to build out tools like a class plan that's ever evolving and add more videos. And I think that was one of the most exciting things was just simply the opportunity to have more resources to share with more people if they want to use them. And I I am excited. I, the more I work on it, the more I see that. And I'm definitely excited to, to see how that comes to fruition later this year. Yeah. It's yeah. Same, you know, I, and I think the, the opportunity to really just reach more, reach more trainers, give more tools and resources, you know, but also, you know, for me, it's, I, I came to CrossFit.com for a workout, you know, 12 years ago. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I went there because I was like, oh, I want to do CrossFit, go to CrossFit.com. There was a workout there and I did it. And, and now with as many affiliates that we have, now we, we have an opportunity, yeah, not only to CrossFit.com and the workout, but also we can you know, many, many people's first experience is at an affiliate, which is awesome. And that's sort of like, you know, 
a massive goal. Like people like we have, we're reaching so many more people so we can, you know, indirectly, you know, be a part of that journey and really support that. So it's just, it's, it's for me, it's like bringing it, bringing us back to our roots of like, you know, a lot of us have been around for 10 years. Plus we just came to com to find the workout and that's what we did. Yeah. And, and, and now we get to expand upon that, you know, and, and kind of in, into our affiliates, which is really cool. I think it's, it's funny. Like you said, Austin, I think, um, you know, CrossFit did for me too, started just off as that. Like I just, every night, 8, 8 PM waiting for the workout to show up, totally jacked up. Didn't know what it was. Like I still do that. I still get excited to see the dot-com workouts pop up. And, um, I sometimes know what they are now, <laughs> which is, which is kind of like an, it's like an amazing thing for me, but you know, it's CrossFit has been a leader in, you know, educating and training and in the fitness space in these areas for years. And, you know, you know, you know, all of us know, we worked on seminar staff, the talent pool on seminar staff is insane. And that's an understatement and they're all over the globe and they speak multiple languages and they have diverse experience sets before they even come into being a trainer. So it's like out of the opportunity to utilize that and be a part of, be a part of that, that pedigree and legacy in this way, I think is, is super exciting. And, um, and I hope, I hope all the affiliates are equally excited because <laughs> I know, I know we certainly are, but um, it's a really cool thing. It's really, really cool. Um, you mentioned a couple of things so far, one being integrating with CrossFit.com workout of the day and two being, you know, being able to reach more people with different languages and different areas of the globe. But what are some other ways that what you had before is now going to be able to evolve um, or change now that it is CrossFit affiliate programming? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I think the, I think the biggest one is overarching is that we, if we think about the unbelievable robust network within CrossFit training and the level one, the level two, and everything there is that we get to leverage that ecosystem and of education. And, you know, we're just starting from day one for people that come into, you know, the, the CrossFit space is that everything can be a common language mm-hmm. and, and from a programming perspective. And I think that's, that's what we're, that's so exciting and it'll take some time for us to kind of mesh everything together. And, but I think that having this piece of just when someone walks into CrossFit, it's like, well, there's this from, from the work, the first workout you see to the first class plan, you see to things like that, there'll be, there'll be, there's this red thread in this DNA that, that, that runs through it, which is really exciting. And, but then, you know, like to your point of, you know, we have trainers all around the world. And so the ability for, for this programming to permeate to areas that, you know, are harder to reach when, you know, you're just a couple, couple people in Massachusetts is where we started, you know, like, mm-hmm. and we have people, we have tentacles all over the world and those advocates and, you know, they're influential in their respective markets and, you know, and in new gyms too, like we can really, I just think about the resources for a gym that just starts tomorrow. I mean, this is such a, a, a good tool to try at the mm-hmm. very least, like, Hey, you know, try this out, take a look at it. And it's a good foundation for what you're doing down the line where, when I first started programming, I wasn't writing class plans, you know, right. I mean, and so now we can, we can really support a lot of the newer gyms with these resources. And I just think what a great way to accelerate your learning and growth too, as a new trainer or affiliate owner, there's, like you said, so many things to be thinking about. And so, you know, maybe you really do want to get into programming or writing class plans yourself, but maybe you do this for a while to learn and focus on all those other things. And then as you get more comfortable, you start experimenting with it yourself. And I love, I love that, you know, in classic CrossFit fashion, this is not being 
mandated or forced on anyone, but it's a, it's a tool, like you said, that people can use if they're interested. Um, and I'm excited about it. I hope that a lot of affiliate owners will implement it and check it out. And I know that the affiliate I've been going to has been doing hand plan programming for a while and I've enjoyed it. So <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> as well. Um, can you talk about how any interested affiliate owners would sign up or start to use this? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, right now it's, you know, it's, it's about as easy as it gets. You just go to CrossFit.com and at, at the very top there's, so you can either join the wait list or learn more about it. Um, so, and, and from now until the end of the year, it's going to be free, which is really cool. So basically, um, yeah, so the wait list is, a, is right now we're, we're stress testing our systems and integration. Mm -hmm. So we're slowly letting people off the wait list. Um, and, and doing so, so we can properly service those that get off to make sure our goal by um, 8.15, August 15th is to have a thousand gyms off of the wait list and active. So mm -hmm. that's a good, that's a big milestone for us. And then 10.1 is when the wait list will essentially be gone. So everyone that's on the wait list up until that point will be active. And then you can just sign up and then for the rest of the year, it's free. And then charging starts in the beginning of the year. Um, so and, and the purpose behind all of that one is so we can properly stress test, make sure everything flows you know, effectively, but also you know, knowing what it's been like for the past year for our gyms, you know, mm -hmm. we just wanted to make sure that, Hey, here's some resources. Kind of like you said, even if you just try it out for a couple, couple months, you know, take, take those resources and run with it on your own. But I think that's something that we want to make sure our affiliates have the opportunity to try it for those that jump on sooner than later, you have a good amount of time and then make that educated decision at the end of the year to, you know, do you want to flip it on or, or, or turn it off? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really exciting too, for a lot of affiliates. Um, I, I don't think affiliates have ever had an opportunity to have a voice and an input on a product and service of this magnitude in our community. And like we said, it's not mandatory, which I think is really important. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did and got where I was if, something like this had been mandatory at the time. I think it's great that it's, it's not mandatory, but I think it's going to be an awesome service. And I might kick myself for saying this, but if you're an affiliate who gets, gets involved with this early on, you get to have a really big voice in helping us make a tool and a product and a service that's, that's excellent, you know, based on our methodology. So, you know, we're receiving a lot of feedback and I'm excited to continually receive that. And anybody who's been in the programming space knows how wild that feedback can be sometimes, but <laughs> um, affiliates do have anyone who's run an affiliate know how many different needs and individual and unique needs they can have. And, you know, it's really important for us to understand given our resources, what are all the tools we can build for them? So, you know, I'm excited and, you know, to hear your feedback and I hope, hope lots of affiliates can be a part of that. Yes. Super, super exciting. Another cool thing which we haven't touched on, which I, I'm excited about too, is just the, the more affiliates that we get on the programming and doing the same workouts every day, it does create more of that community feel again. Like when you used to go to .com and post your times and compare with people all over the world, um, I hope that more of that happens now. It'll be like the open every single day. <laughs> I was going to say an open that lasts all year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I don't know if which, I don't know if everybody really which, wants that. But... Which gives me a little stress, but yeah. No. <laughs> I love it. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I will tell you that I'm excited about that just because I know that it's the, the, the power and importance of just being able to like text or shoot someone a note of like about the workout that you did or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just fun. And 
And I think, you know, whether it's, you know, my own echo chamber, it's like, it's taking fitness so seriously and, you know, can be sometimes exhausting. And it's just nice to be able to like, you know, go back and forth with your buddies about a workout. And if you guys are consistently doing the same workouts, it's, you know, you, you win some, you lose some, it's a good time. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm really excited about that piece as well. Like you said, it's just this global sort of epicenter of what you're doing. And it's because human movement's a common language. So, you know, and now for all doing similar workouts, it ties us even closer together. So mm-hmm. it's it, the, the, the opportunities there are, are pretty cool. That's very exciting. Well, I normally at the end of the podcast finish with three questions, but you guys have already answered those questions um, when we did our individual podcast. But I thought I would ask you one question that I get asked a lot because I think you both are probably busier than I am, which is you're doing all of these different things. How do you balance it all or how do you prioritize? Like, how do you make time for everything? A, a doctor, a doctor and, and someone as accomplished as you saying that to me was a really, really nice comp- compliment because <laughs> I don't think I have it all together as, as well as maybe either of you. So, <laughs> but um, so when someone asks me if how do I balance things, I often respond with, I don't balance things that well. I have a counterbalance um, and that counterbalance is my wife who is with, you know, and I think that's important for me is that I'm, I know that I'm pretty out of balance with, you know, you know, I work a lot and things like that, but having someone that's sort of this, you know, I call her the boss, the voice of reason um, <laughs> that from it, honestly, it's, that's imperative for me to stay, to get back where I need to, if I, if I stray too far or if I far too out of balance, but I definitely, um, I definitely am not the one to uh, preach on balance or things like that, but having someone well, in your life to support that. Yeah. And I maybe just to elaborate on that, maybe it's not balance in terms of like what people think about like work-life balance, but balance in terms of you're doing a lot of things, right? Like your seminar staff, training, gym, family, all these things. And how do you keep all those balls in the air? Maybe it's a better question. I, just, I mean, I just, I try not to do things I don't like to do. And I don't mean that as like, I don't like to mow the lawn, so I don't mow the lawn. Um, <laughs> though that happened recently. No, so it's like um, I just keep things in my life that are that are really important to me, and that that I derive a lot of joy from. I think it's it's good to know, you know, like what makes you happy, and also recognizing that like balance doesn't mean that everything has to have the same amount of time allocated to it, because that's mm-hmm. not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you do try to do that, it makes it really hard. It's just understanding that. Hey, sometimes depending on the goal, maybe I don't get to work out as much, but I know that I'm much better when I work out. So there are some days that I roll into the gym and just sweating is what's important. Not every workout needs to put me in a position to win the games though I wish it did. Um, you know, maybe today's more about spending, you know, more time at home, you know, with family or needs to be more time at work. So just understanding what those things are that are most important, understanding that depending on the goal, each of those might get more or less time, but I need all of those in my daily life to be like a happy, sane and, and semi-decent person. Um, I'm, I've always, like I said, I've always been told I'm a much nicer person when I work out, regardless mm-hmm. of what I do for a workout. So, yep. you know, I try to keep that in my life as much as possible, regardless of how unbalanced everything else is. Yeah. I think all three of us, that's probably true. Right. <laughs> for most people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I, I love what you said there is that, yeah, it's, it's, I try to do what I, what I love to do and, and, if, and find some, some thread of, of 
purpose in what I'm doing. And that drives me to want to do that. And, and then, and then accommodate as necessary, like the workout thing where, you know, I have, to, I work out at 5am every day now. Cause that's the way that's, I know I can work out then. And that allows me to do that. And I love it. And, you know, and that's, I made that change in order to accommodate other things that I, I wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I spend time with my daughter at night. So I don't want to, I can't work out then, you know, for me, that's just not the way I want to. So I need to work out so I can be present with my daughter at night. And mm-hmm. so those conscious decisions, like James said, of like, all right, if I want to do this and I have to do this and then just, you know, committing to that is important because then you're a better person because you're mm-hmm. consistent. That's great. That's great. Well, this has been wonderful. I am so excited for you guys and so excited to see how CrossFit affiliate programming continues to evolve. So congratulations and thanks for taking the time. I also just love catching up with you. Yeah, it was awesome to see you, Julie. So awesome to see you. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please consider subscribing and giving it a five-star rating on iTunes. It really does help to get the word out to more people.